0: Hey guys, this is the Simple Power Podcast and I'm your host, Duke LaMastra. This week's episode is going to help you identify destructive thinking patterns and beliefs and then give you a strategy to change them. Stay tuned, episode 7 starts right now. Alright, how's it going everybody? Welcome to the Simple Power Podcast. If this is the first time you're tuning in, on this channel we talk about things that help us to understand the practicality and simplicity of experiencing the power of God in our daily lives. Now sometimes that means talking about real practical things like, I don't know, like how to pray for somebody else or how to build your faith for miracles, but there are other times where we'll, we will talk about more of the behind the scenes, the the mindsets and beliefs that go into just living a more miraculous lifestyle. This is going to be one of those behind the scenes kind of days, okay? Last week, I talked about breaking the cycle of condemnation, and I talked a little bit about your belief system But as I went back and re-listened to last week's episode, I realized that I kind of left you hanging, or at least I feel like I left you hanging on the part about developing or changing your belief system. And this is not something that I planned on doing right now, but I felt like I needed to go over that further. So here we go. Your beliefs are stored in your heart. And as Solomon wrote in Proverbs chapter 4, he said, keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. It's so important to keep your heart or to guard your heart because once something gets into your heart, it becomes part of you. The Passion Bible says it like this, So above all, guard the affections of your heart, for they affect all that you are. Your entire life is affected by what's in your heart. Proverbs 7.23 says, For as a man thinks in his heart so is he so what you believe what you have in your heart is extremely important solomon says keep your heart with all diligence and then he actually tells us how if you keep reading in the verses that follow starting in proverbs 4:24 uh, and so on he mentions uh, he mentions like what you see with your eyes what you say out of your mouth and where you go we all know that our minds, our thoughts are constantly moving. We're constantly thinking about something. All kinds of thoughts come into your head that you can easily dismiss. But when you start to think about something over and over and over again, entertaining a particular thought or thought pattern, you know, we all know what it's like to have that inner conversation. When you do that over a period of time, thoughts can begin to move from your head To your heart. And once a thought becomes rooted in your heart, it has actually become part of your belief system, part of the operating system, if you will, that governs your life, the way that you think, the way that you act, the way that you respond. This is a big deal because once something gets into your heart, it's no longer possible to just dismiss certain thoughts because your belief system has been set. A belief is something that you perceive to be true. When you perceive something to be true, well, your perception is the reality that you live in. So if you have developed over time a belief that you are a failure, for example, it doesn't really matter what you know in your head. If you know that in your head, like, I know that, you know, I'm not a failure. It's one thing to think that in your head, it's another thing to believe it in your heart. So even if you would say like, yeah, I know that I'm not a failure in your head. If it's a belief that's been rooted in your heart, it's difficult to dismiss. People can tell you over and over again, you can do it and stuff like that, positive things. But until you change the underlying belief, you will continue to operate based on that faulty belief that you perceive to be true. Let me break down how this actually works. Once we understand how beliefs are formed, we can understand how to change the ones that don't belong. Your mind is divided. You have a conscious mind and a subconscious mind. Now, don't check out on me because I'm talking about the subconscious mind. Some of this might sound a little bit technical, but I promise I'm going to make this very practical in a minute. So, Conscious mind and subconscious mind. Your conscious mind is the part of your mind that is conscious, imagine that, or aware of what's going on in any given moment. Your conscious mind is responsible for things like learning new tasks, having conversations with people. Your conscious mind is working when you are actively engaging your mental capacity. Even when you're doing something simple like watching Netflix or listening to a podcast, for example, Even though it seems passive because you're just, you know, kind of letting what you're seeing or listening to do the work for you, your brain is actively engaged. Well, hopefully your brain is actively engaged when you're listening to a podcast, for example. But you are taking in new information whenever you are thinking about something, like even simple things like, what should I wear? What should I eat for breakfast? Your conscious mind is involved. Now, the subconscious mind, on the other hand, is the behind the scenes, the stuff that just happens without you actually having to think about it. It is the autopilot of your mind or the second nature of your mind. When you've done something so many times that it becomes second nature, it's governed by the subconscious mind. So when you get up in the morning, your conscious mind engages with Things like, what should I wear today? Oh, I like this color, but oh, you know what, I wore that last week. You know, that's mental engagement. But when you go to put your pants on, you probably aren't thinking, okay, I have to put this leg in first, and then I have to pull the pants up. And then, like, you don't have to do all that because you've done it so many times that it's just automatic. An example that I like to use is learning to drive a car. If you've never driven a car before and you're driving for the very first time, you are conscious or aware of everything from putting the key in the ignition to turning it to start the car, to checking the mirrors, to shifting into gear, using your turn signals. All that stuff is a mental process that you are actively engaged in. If you're learning to drive a stick shift For the first time then there's a lot more going on in the process that you have to be consciously aware of so maybe this goes on for a few times or several times until you know you learn how to drive and you get comfortable driving but once you get really really comfortable driving your car you just get in and everything else becomes automatic. You can drive for an hour, like listening to music, talking to someone, putting your makeup on, or whatever it is you do while you're driving that you probably shouldn't be doing. The whole time you were driving, you were focusing on other things because the driving was automatic. It was second nature to you. So anyway, that's just a brief you know, understanding of how your mind works. There is a process of repetition whenever you are learning something new that if you go through that repetitive process enough, it just becomes part of your learned system of behavior. So one day somebody tells you, I don't know, let's just take something easy. Somebody tells you one day, you're ugly. So this one person says, you're ugly. Now, that was just one person, so it kind of bothers you, but you quickly dismiss it and move on with your life. Then let's say two days later, someone close to you tells you you're ugly. Now, because it's someone close to you, it hurts a little bit more and it takes a little bit longer to get over it, but eventually you let it go and you go on with your life. Another day, another day goes by and someone else says you're ugly. Now you start wondering, is there something to this? Now, it's a thought in your mind, you don't dismiss it as quickly this time, so, I don't know, maybe like later on you're watching TV or you're reading a magazine and you see all these beautiful people and you start to compare yourself and you start to say, I wish I looked like that. Before you know it, you're in front of the mirror looking at all your quote unquote flaws and as you walk through life for a while, you just keep seeing people and comparing yourself, maybe every once in a while hearing another one of those underhanded comments, or maybe you overhear somebody talking about you behind your back, saying something about the way that you look. And the thought that began to form in your mind is now being solidified by what people are saying, by what you're saying about yourself or thinking to yourself and your experiences. So for the most part, like you don't just begin to believe a lie about yourself overnight, but over time through a process of repetition, you begin to accept that lie as truth. And once you accept it as truth, you can't just reverse it at that point unless you understand how. And here's why. Because your subconscious mind is operating on the belief that you are ugly in this example your mind will automatically gravitate toward that kind of thinking because that is your comfort zone. Your subconscious mind has a key function to keep you comfortable. The conscious mind doesn't care about right and wrong. It only cares about keeping you safe or feeling safe, keeping you in your safe zone. For some people, intimidation is their safe zone. For others, a lack of confidence is their safe zone. For others consistently failing is actually a safe zone and I know that that doesn't sound right but here's the deal once you learn to think a certain way and I'm not talking about thoughts in your head I'm talking about deeper than that to the way that you think it becomes very comfortable just to stay that way our minds do not like change change is hard So people that have lived, for example, in poverty for years will often say things like, I don't need money to be happy. Or they'll say things like, rich people are rude. Rich people are snobs. I don't need all that in my life. Or we may say something like, I don't need people to love me. I'm fine all by myself. What's happening? Your mind is attempting to protect you from harm, from change, from discomfort by keeping you boxed up in a lie. That lie becomes your safety zone. That's pretty messed up, I know. So the question is, how do we change it? The good news is, this process works the same for good information as well. Once your subconscious mind learns something good or positive, it will lock onto that truth and protect you from lies. It works both ways. Where a lot of people miss it is this. They recognize that they have a thinking problem and they say, okay, I have to stop thinking like that. Or maybe it's, I have an addiction or I have a self-esteem issue or whatever the thought process is. I just need to do better. I need to use willpower. I need to stop thinking those thoughts. And it really doesn't work like that. The more you think about not doing something, the more you are feeding that thing with your attention. If you're like, don't smoke a cigarette, don't smoke a cigarette, don't smoke a cigarette. The problem is your mind is still on the cigarette. You need to change your behavior by changing the way that you think. How do you change the way you think? All right, here we go. The same way the lie moved in, we have to move in truth to replace the lie. So if your thinking is, I'm so ugly, I'm so ugly, we need a real truth to replace that lie. Where does truth come from? Truth comes from what God says. So if your thinking is that you're ugly, first of all, recognize the fact that it's a lie and find truth or find a promise to replace it. The Bible says that I am fearfully and wonderfully made. The Bible says that when God created man, he looked at what he had made and said that it was very good. Ecclesiastes 3.11 says that he made everything beautiful in its time. You remind yourself that you are created in the image of God. How can you be ugly if you're made in his image? Watch what Paul says in Philippians chapter 4. He says, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Your version of the Bible might say, Think on these things. You can change any wrong thinking through meditation. What do I mean by meditation? that's when you think about you ponder over you muse over something when you uh, it's it's like a cow chewing straw you ingest it and then bring it back up you develop an inner conversation about it speaking it back to yourself remember one of the ways that solomon said to guard your heart had to do with watching what you say Like Personally, I had to stop saying things like, I'm so stupid, or I'm such an idiot, or like whatever. I used to say things like that all the time, joking whenever I messed up or or made a mistake. It just kind of flew out of me. But even jokingly, I had to make an adjustment on that because I realized that when I say things, my words have power. Bombard your mind with the truth. I was listening to some Bethel worship recently, and someone said... Something uh, to this effect, sometimes we say it because we believe it, and sometimes we say it until we believe that. That's really powerful. You know, sometimes you have to tell yourself things or think about things that you don't necessarily believe and it may sound far and it may feel foreign to you. It may not feel right to you because it goes against the comfort zone of what your heart has grabbed onto and what and what your subconscious mind is trying to get you to believe and stay in. It doesn't always sound right and sometimes you're saying things you're 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 making decisions you're doing things and it goes against the foundation of what you believe in your heart, but you keep saying it, you keep repeating it, you keep living it in your mind and through your meditation until it becomes the reality of what you believe. So step one, pinpoint the negative thought process or the negative system of thought. Maybe you find yourself getting into fear on a regular basis or you find yourself feeling guilty, feeling bad about yourself, Maybe you find yourself feeling like you don't trust God in a certain area or you have a hard time accepting compliments or whatever it might be, but step one is pinpoint the wrong thinking. Step two is very simple. Call it what it is. It's a lie. Your mind might be accepting it as fact right now, but it is nothing but a lie. Call it a lie. Call it what it is. Step three, pinpoint the truth. That you need to replace the lie. My God shall supply all of my need according to his riches and glory. That's a promise from the word of God. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. By his stripes I am healed. Whatever the corresponding truth is to combat whatever lie you're facing. Listen, I promise you it's in the book. Get some truth. Get a promise or a couple promises or several promises. Whatever you need to replace that lie. And step four, and this is a process, but meditate on that truth. Think about it. If it helps you, write it out. Write out one of God's promises from the Bible on a piece of paper and stick it on your wall or on the mirror or on the fridge or wherever. Put it on an index card and keep it in your pocket. Bombard your thinking with promise. Again, it may sound foreign at first, but when it moves from your head to your heart, it will cause the way that you think. To change, it is so essential that we think the right way. We need to think the way that God thinks and we need to value what He values. Jesus said, All things are possible to the one that believes. I encourage you this week to pay attention to any areas in your life where your belief system needs an adjustment and allow the truth of what God has said and what God has promised to form a new system of believing inside of you that aligns with the word of God and with the will of God for your life. All right, thanks for hanging in there with me. You guys are the best. With everything that's available to you, I'm so grateful that you chose to listen to me this week. If you haven't subscribed, what are you waiting for? Hit the subscribe button. If you're listening like on my podcast webpage and you want something a little bit more convenient, you can hit that little link that says subscribe and you can get this podcast on Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, or like a dozen other places. I look forward to being back with you next Monday morning. Have an awesome week.